spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday. Uh, so very interesting. What's that? Uh, we're going to be spending uh, spending even more money at the border, uh, not to stop anybody coming across, but to send troops down there to do absolutely nothing except for paperwork. Uh, and earlier today, our independent and senior senator, Kirsten Cinema, was on Fox Brett Bear talking about what is going on. And how many uh, people we're going to be sending there? 1,500 troops should be helpful. Now, I will say, we got that announcement this morning. My team has asked for a briefing. We've gotten no information about what it's going to look like. But 1,500 bodies is better than not 1,500 bodies. But no one can claim that that is going to be enough. That right there Agreed. is perfect. No one can claim that's going to be enough. And we've talked about what they can do. Explain to everybody you're you are so excited. There's few. Come on. It's just every once in a while you get excited about certain. I just like saying posse comitatus act. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a kuna matata, but it's a posse comitatus. Posse comitatus. And it, it, it prevents the military from operating within the United States in a military capacity. Unless there's obviously a war and we are not at that war. There's no declaration of war. And here's the thing. And and I, I do feel this gets lost in a lot of the discussion about whatever chaos we're going to have at the border next Thursday. OK, when uh, Title 42 expires. The people coming across are not illegal, and they're not coming across illegally. No. They are looking. They are actively searching for an American representative, somebody with a badge, yes. that they can, quote-unquote, turn themselves over to and claim asylum. They, 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 they're they working the system the way the system exists. Uh that is our pro- and, that, and that's on us. That, right? that is an us problem, right? Like it, it, this is something that you and I have talked about, and I've talked about it with yeah. a thousand. We have this broken asylum system where you come here, and even if you know that it's for economic reasons, you claim asylum and that you are being persecuted, and they have to allow you in until there it is can a be hearing. Adjudicated. That's right, in front of an immigration judge. In many cases, now they do turn some people around. Apparently, immediately because well, they've been caught the on several they know times. Yeah. yeah, you so know that does happen, but that's not the norm. No, it's not. But the norm. I, I only bristle at when we say it's they're illegal. No, they're not. They're they're following a legal asylum program, and they know it. They know everything they about know this the, thing sure and what's going on. It's in Nicaragua on how to follow the U.S. asylum program. Uh, uh, Kirsten Cinema continued about uh, what. I think is the arguably the worst government official that we have at this moment in time, Mayorkas. Obviously, the border is not secure. Anyone with eyes can see that. And anyone who lives in a border state like I do, born and raised in Arizona, actually it takes offense at comments like that because they're just factually not true. And I yeah. more people need to understand that. Now, I don't know. You know, is, is, is you continue to say something and lie long enough that you hope that people start to believe it's true. Isn't that, again, there's so many different issues and problems with this, Chad. But isn't one of the problems that you literally can't, you can't acknowledge and or accept basic facts because of political blowback or the cost you might have. You literally can't come out and say what everybody knows as metaphysical certitude. Well, here's my, if you're not, if we can't do that, 
right? If, if that's something we can't do, then we can never fix a problem. And we know that they don't really want to fix a problem. I mean, nobody wants to fix no, this. I don't want fix to fix it. Uh, that, there's no money in fixing there's it. No, yeah. There's money in perpetuating that's it. That's right. There's no money. There's votes in perpetuating it. There is no money in the cure. There is money in the disease. So yeah. 1,500 uh, soldiers are going to be going there. And, and as you've talked about, uh, we've mentioned it throughout the day and using your favorite uh, 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 posse comitatus, there is nothing that's going on here outside of clerical work. They're not going to take anybody down. They're not going to, you know, there's not going to be... It's not like SEAL Team 6 no, on the border. No, this no, is Data Team 6. Happening. This is all this is. Data Team 6. This is all that's going to be going on here. So Got be it. prepared uh, as it gets uglier and uglier. It'll get worse. It's going to. Wait, you know what? When do people take note? When, do the, when does the average person, because I think more and more people are taking notice. When it but, affects you personally. But when does it... When well, it affects you personally. No, I, I think I think when you sit there and you see, let's just say five hundred thousand come across. In how does the, that impact me? Well, how does anything impact you? Well, I can. Okay, so here, let me use an analogy. Um, you and I remember uh, back in the olden days when drunk driving or driving while drunk, yeah, um, wasn't a crime necessarily. It might have been against the law, but I can remember my dad getting pulled over and the policeman following him home to make yeah, sure he got home. Happened my to my dad on a few occasions. Okay. Spencer, come on now. You can't do this. You got kids in the car. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It changed. And it started to change when people became impacted by drunk driving. I really do think that's when, it, when everybody could tell a story. When everybody had been personally impacted by it, it started to change. How? What is it going to take for people well, to be impacted guns? There's a perfect example for guns, right? Like, Absolutely. You've never shot anybody or been shot, have you? Shot at. Yeah, well, of but, course. You know, but I mean, you know what I mean? On. It's like you could say the same heard, thing and it becomes an issue. Right. I think at some point, I've always said this, if we woke up tomorrow and we had a million people show up and get into our board, I think that is an eye-opening number that changes people's minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, you know, I mean... If, but do you understand my point? How oh, does totally. It, how do, uh, you wake up tomorrow morning and there's a half a million or a million uh, Mexican and Central Americans and South Americans in detention centers along the border. How does that, it changes my life how? Well, I think if, well, here's the thing, it depends. If, if they're sent into your, into your neighborhoods, mm-hmm. if they're just set free at the borders, if your taxes uh, are going for things and you're sitting there shaking your, you can, you can. Right. That's but, when I think. But you can also say, yeah, you know what? Look, I get cheap labor. I get this. You could say it affects there's, me in a great way. There, there may be business owners that say, I could use about two million of them. Yeah. Oh, you know there is. And we don't reproduce in this country anymore. If we're going to see America continue to go forward. We need uh, workers. We need workers, but we also need human beings. because we can't, workers. We cannot pay for our retirement coming up. We've already got a big thing. We've talked about mm. the debt ceiling, but Social Security is. Well, it's you know, a Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. And, and fewer people are paying in. And now and we more need people more are people. Taking out. That's right. Yeah. You know, and so, but I, that's that's an effect that will have on everybody. Without a doubt. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, we need more James, uh, We do need more workers. Is here. Uh, he's in for Gatos this week. I want to get to AI. We're going to do that in a little bit uh, because I think it's important to talk about Scary. how this will affect you. It will affect you. Yeah. It might be affecting you now, and you don't even know, but we'll talk about that coming up a little bit. Right now, it's time for five spot. Five spot right now. And before we get into the AI thing, we want to talk to you. Do you think your job is vulnerable? Do you think your job is? Are you a person who's like, my job will never be AI? It never can be AI. You, do you do you think you're the protected. job you have right now you're irreplaceable. It is incapable of AI replacing you. 
I'd like to hear from you. Two seven seven five eight two seven. Yeah, we'd like to hear from you guys. Two seven seven five eight two seven. Do you think? Hey, you know what? I'm. You know, maybe you're a plumber. HVAC. I think there's no way uh, this can happen. Maybe you work in an office. You're like they can't do without me. Two seven seven five eight two seven. It's five spot. Once you give us a call now. Two seven seven five eight. Two seven seven. It's about AI. Give us a call now. It is five spots straight ahead. Get us in Chad Show. you by Parker and Sons, heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Ah, uh, AI, it's real. I've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. Everybody around here just laughs at me and says, well, it's coming, and it's coming fast. Where AI started in November, so so I always talk about my uncle. We have a company, and because he was, he was one of the big uh, founders of, like, Blizzard and stuff, he was, like, one of the co-creators of, like, the earliest games of World of Warcraft and stuff. He's got friends all over, and we get beta testing of these things. Things like ChatGPT or uh, a thing called uh, uh, Midjourney. Mm -hmm. Midjourney, six months ago, it looked like a kid drawing with the wrong hand a stick figure. Now, you could never tell it's not a real photograph. It is the most amazing thing. Isn't that kind of the... That's the technology behind AI. It is always teaching itself. Yes. It is learning and getting better all the time. It's it's the opposite of uh, uh, what we, we used to call the uh, um, uh, everything going to greater disorder. Yes. It's exactly. AI yeah. is the opposite. It's it is always improving. Always, itself. and it's doing it at lightning pace. And okay. the question for you guys out there is: uh, You think your job uh, can't be touched? Can't be touched. Can't be touched. AI We're going to find never, out now. Ever. You are just. Uh, we can't. You're, you're indispensable. We can't Ready. lose you. Uh, Chris in Scottsdale. Uh, what do you do? And do you think AI can get your job? AI could probably take part of my job, the the data and analytics of it. But I am an international and domestic merchant processor. In other words, I'm the liaison between the banks who have provided the merchant accounts for predominantly online clients. Hmm. So I get the first call in the middle of the night rather than (laughs) the banks don't want to deal with individual merchants. They can be real pitas. So they call me and they say, we have a fraud problem. We have a chargeback problem, et cetera. So I have done the analytics and and realized that, you know, charges or fraudulent charges are coming through, which AI could probably do faster and better than I can. Mm. However, it's the personal touch and the in between. My Mm. clients have been with me for 25 years. Yeah. Um, you know, I found them their first divorce attorney and their second wife and whatever. So, so you, so you get the personal touch, your relationship. Appreciate your call. When that goes away. When that goes away. Do they replace it with a computer? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Bill and Tempe, what job do you have? And do you think AI could, uh, well, I don't know, uh, maybe take your gig? Uh, not a chance. I'm a locksmith and there's just, there's too much, um, physical stuff that, that they can do, too much mechanical stuff. Um, troubleshooting, maybe. And we do use some technologies, but there's just, there's no way. At this point, no way. But when everything becomes technology, then you won't have to worry about that. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about like electronic access and stuff like that, uh, maybe the keys are always better. Uh, they're, they're fail safe. Yeah, very interesting. interesting. Appreciate your call. Uh, We're talking about AI here. It's five spot. Uh, Can AI take your job or not? Uh, Do you worry about it? Stephanie in Phoenix, uh, can AI take your gig? 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so, but I guess anything's possible. I'm a hearing paralegal. I prepare files for the attorney for Social Security Disability Hearings. Totally and take I your job in a heartbeat. Like, I'm, there's plenty well, AI doing I that job right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. There well, is. So the whole thing is, is that I don't know if my clients would want to talk to somebody that will never experience an ailment that they have. That's that okay. that right there is the personal the goes back to touch. the human touch of something. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate your call. Yesterday, but that's the thing with AI. A study it's, came out that. AI shows more empathy than doctors when they've been doing stuff online. I saw a, a, a test, if you will, yeah. and people couldn't tell the difference between talking to a real person and talking to an AI-generated person, and they were asking them personal questions. Yeah, see? They, they couldn't discern between them. Heather and Phoenix, could AI take your gig? Chance. What do you I'm do? I'm a massage therapist, so there's already um, the massage chairs out there. Yeah. Um, and most people that I know that can afford a massage chair still come to see me. So okay. not really sure how they could. Um, yeah, that would be tough. The I robots do. with yeah, AI will yeah, take yeah. your job, massage not AI robots. by itself. Oh, yes. Yeah, so be prepared. Right. There's something to be said for the human touch. Yes. And that would already have been done with massage chairs. Okay. So I think I'm pretty solid. All You're right, here. there you go. She says that until the robots come out there and they're like hello there how are you today i think it's interesting yeah. and and i do i do think you really need to think creatively about what you do absolutely that's why i keep telling my son everybody poops go get yourself a plumbing thing doesn't mean plumbing can't be affected well, by it because if you think about it this way you know whatever job you do the question would be could you do your job better if you had an assistant an untrained yeah. assistant yeah and people oh yeah i think that might be good uh, absolutely okay well, what if that assistant kept getting smarter and smarter? Oh, well, that'd be pretty good. What if that assistant was a robot and could physically do things? Okay. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. That, could, that assistant could replace me. Yeah. And that's what AI is doing that's for the, a lot of That's people. the big fear. It's already getting rid of people across the board. Robert in Mesa. Robert, uh, last call in five spot today. Could uh, AI replace you? Absolutely not. I'm a letter carrier for the United States Postal Service, and uh, I walk 10, 11 miles a day, and I'm the... I'm the last guy who touches your mail before it goes in the box next to your door. You right. think that until the robots come and realize that they can do we that. Have drones that drop. They've the already mail got the bad drones. And, uh, you don't think they're looking at this? How yeah. can they have a robot that can I come and believe do that? Yeah, they got to be. They got to sort in the mail, doing all that stuff. It's all coming, people. It is. I'm not here to be a Debbie Downer. No, but no. When you learn how to work with it. There will be more millionaires and billionaires created because of this. This is the wheel. This is the combustible engine. This is all. There will be more of those things coming from it. So learn to work with it and around it. You're going to be great. If not, and you start to fight it, it's going to be ugly for you. It's interesting. It is. Well, we were talking about, you know, the, the writer's guild is on strike. Yeah. And they already have, you know, chat GPT is an example of computer programs, artificial intelligence that could write a sitcom, could write an hour long drama. Could do all that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. I'm excited about seeing what AI does for us. Ugh. All right, kids, coming up. A lot of stuff to talk to. Uh, debt ceiling. Why is it important? We're going to talk a little bit about that. I don't think people understand what's going on with yeah, the I debt don't. ceiling, and I think it's it, we should all understand it. And Bruce, yeah, he was, uh, he was right. He was right <laughs> about something, and we will talk about what Bruce was right about, and we'll do that straight ahead. Bruce St. James in for Gatos. It is the Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, yeah. 
Man, they didn't sing that. They stole this from Because uh, I'm Blue. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. From Eiffel. Eiffel. Eiffel 65 Eiffel. is the original. Yeah. I How do I know that? Say, well, I, remember, I can't remember my I phone threw it out there and everybody's kind of looked at me like. Eiffel 65. That's right. Did the song Blue That's originally. Right. Have you ever seen them live? That's, they're not a real group. Really? Yeah, I saw them in England. I'm blue to mine a bit out of was his girlfriend really blue? Uh, no, they weren't. No, not even his house. And I will say, I don't think he had a girlfriend. <laughs> if that's what you're asking, you really? You're... I don't think they had a girlfriend. Just reading this one. Uh, the debt limit going up. Missed it by a lot. Uh, should we Is raise it? it? Should we not raise it? And you and I have touched on. I'm explaining to everybody here the the five cent version of the debt limit. This is not new money. This is money we have promised to pay already has been spent, but we have to dip into our savings, if you will, to make sure it's all paid up. Because, again, I hear people throw the debt debt ceiling, debt limit around, and I didn't want to assume not only that I knew exactly what it was, but that other people knew exactly what it was. And and I do think that 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 is a point. Yes. That is a point that the debt ceiling... Is art? It's I say artificially set. It's set, and then Congress routinely spends more. Yes, passes laws, Correct. votes yay uh, for more spending, so that they exceed the debt limit, and therefore they have to go in and vote to raise the debt ceiling yeah. just to get to, to borrow the, more money, just to pay for the stuff they already voted for. Yeah, as opposed to. Saying we're not going to spend more money. Yeah. We can't do that. No, we can never do that. And so the Republicans threw out a few things uh, towards this because they passed it in the House. Some of those things are, uh, you know, they they want to make some cuts in some areas, which I got zero problems with. I think we overspend now and we don't spend wisely. That's the other side of it. I got no argument with that. You know, it's like, I, I think there's there's ample evidence of that yeah. in federal government spending. Yeah. You know, we've got duplicate uh agencies we've got like wait you're this agency but you seem very similar to this agency and and so they, they you know they throw some of that stuff out there including you know the you know some of the stuff they put in there because that you do you throw everything it's a, it's a, it's a negotiation but it's cynical of course it's cynical because both parties know regardless of who's in power who's in the white house who's they both know you know this is this is stuff we all agreed already to yeah. I mean, we all voted on this stuff we, yes. we've, we, we already agreed to spend this money, but now when the bill comes due, we're going to use it as a negotiating ploy to try to get something for our side. And think about I, this. I have a problem with that fundamentally. Yeah, well, of course, but I also have a problem with the fact that we all agreed to spend this much and we all went over. 100%. So it's weird. It's that weird kind of, oh. uh, yeah, we're, we, we, we can't let us default on this, but at the same time, we and you can't hold us hostage. Yeah, but... You also spent way more than, than you were supposed to right. and you told us not to. So the problem becomes every time you raise the debt ceiling, all talk of cuts goes away. Yeah. We go right back to spending money we don't have yeah. until we exceed the debt yeah. ceiling and then we have another discussion about it. And so imagine this, right? Like, it, it, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, your mom has okay. got a 750 FICO score <laughs> and you go out and she co-signs for you. And instead of getting the car you thought you were, she said you were going to get, you spend a lot more. And now she has got to throw some money in every month to make sure that her credit isn't ruined. Mm. 
<laughs> so that's kind of where we're okay, at with the deadline. Like and like and so what happens is, uh, if it is ruined, what happens? Well, when she goes to borrow again, she's going to be paying a lot more. Yeah, but and the, but the reality is, both sides have done this. Oh God! Both sides try to use it as a negotiating ploy, and everybody—it's a date on the calendar. Like they see it coming a mile away. It's more and more reasons why people think everyone in Washington are crooks because they have no. They should have a fiduciary responsibility that you are the keeper of 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 our money. You're the keeper of our nation, and you should treat it as if it is your child. You should treat it as if this is something. Something so sacred and you don't do it. You blow it up. You overspend it because it is not your money. Chad, so many of them come from state legislatures yes. or states where you don't have the ability to print money, to print money. Yeah. And, and if you work in the Arizona legislature or you, you, any other state, you have to work within a budget. They, there is no other argument. Yeah. Your state can't get out from underneath the hole. Nope. They go to Washington, D.C. and it's like, woohoo, we're borrowing eight plus billion dollars a day. And just to give you, imagine this. You've gone into your kids, your grandkids, and your great-grandkids' bank accounts that they have had set up for years for their college funds to spend today to enjoy your life. To pay for your ski boat. And to pay for your <laughs> ski boat. And somewhere down the line, they're going to go to college and realize, wow, they spent all of our money. And now I've got to pay for it for myself it's and for their mistakes. It's frustrating. And, and, and we put the ski it, boat in, your, in their name. <laughs> You got to make payments on it. You're gonna have to make payments on this ski boat forever. It's gonna be at the bottom of Lake Roosevelt by the time we get around to paying this thing off. But so you see this debate. People want to turn it into a left versus right. You know what it is? It's politicians addicted to spending is the problem. It's other people's money, and we're running out of it. But the weird thing is, government thinks, well, you know what? I'll just go back to the piggy bank because I can print other people's money. Horrific. I just don't have to pay for it. There ought to be a law. There should be. He is uh, the one and only Bruce. Uh, James, he is in for uh, Gatos. Uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, you know, so be prepared for whatever he is, because I have a feeling Gatos, I heard, is on vacation somewhere that may also be having some issues with their government. Yeah. Wait, which one am I doing? Tell me. Let's do the Suns. One? Let's do the All Suns. right. Hey, score the hottest ticket in I don't know if you town. heard, but uh, Chris Paul, right? His groin got, uh, his got, grundle got hurt, he's so got he's issue. out for three Co games. A couple games are going to reevaluate him. The Grundle. He'll be ready for next season. That's what okay. I'm thinking. Uh, but you can still score the hottest ticket in town. Suns playoff tickets. Just text the word ticket to 411923. Register and listen for your name starting tomorrow. 7, 11, and 4 p.m. 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 4 p.m. for your chance to get yourself tickets to see the Suns take on the Denver Nuggets. The word is ticket to 411923. All right, coming up. A lot of good stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about the writer's strike. It was interesting to see what they want. They're going on strike, and I keep thinking, will anybody pay attention? We'll talk a little bit about that straight ahead. It is the Gatos and Chad Show. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. That's right. Bruce in for Gatos. You guys know Bruce St. James. You're right about something, Bruce. That doesn't happen often. Do tell. You're very prophetic in the... We were talking yesterday okay. about what? Hey, don't go hiking in flip-flops and, you know, with excessive no water. Heat, excessive unprepared. heat. Unprepared. And uh, we have a death. Our first death this year. And wow, what were they wearing and how much water do they have? Uh, wearing flip-flops. Uh, no water on the hike. 83. 83-year-old. Uh, again, 
my condolences to Mr. Rubin, uh, the family, you know, I mean, uh, who, who passed away, he was hiking in the Sears K Ruins Trail in the Tonto National Forest. But who would who would go hiking with flip flops, not take enough water? And and I mean, you're kind of asking for trouble. And I, I just wonder, and I always say it because, you know, there's new people moving here all the time. Yes, I heard. And, you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're a growing city and maybe there's people who come from other places. But we're now officially at the time of year when a little warmer wandering out on the trails or the paths or the they, is literally life and death at sometimes, and I'm not saying don't do it because I love to hike in the heat, but I do go prepared. Oh, you should see what I bring. I have a little first aid kit that goes on my belt. I have like like little bitty thing because I carry like band aids in case I get blisters and stuff on the way. <laughs> that sounds nice. Well, I okay. Mean, what if I get blisters? You should expect to get blisters. I know they hurt. So I'll put Gatos would lay there and we'd have to go get a, helicopter, a helicopter and helicopter get him out. Yeah, there. I can That's get what... myself out. Uh, and I also have a, a GPS, uh, a satellite GPS Which is marker. If, if I ever like fell down or got lost somewhere, I can trigger it and it sends a GPS signal. That's a smart thing. But you also take the most important thing of all. Agua. Agua. I take it. Can I How give you a trick? How much do you take with you on it? Like if it's a if two hour hike? I, don't, I have a, those bottles with a handle on it. You yeah. know, it's got a, a cloth handle. It slips around your hand. But can I tell you one of the things I do? What? I freeze it halfway. Smart. So I put half water in it. I freeze it. Then I put my water in for the hike because not only does it limit how much I can drink, I don't drink it too quick because it takes a while for the ice, ice to melt. That's, that's smart. It stays cold. I'm not the stupidest guy alive. You're not. Nobody said you were. Nobody accused oh, you of that well, except I for get uh, the wise man. A lot of and, uh, you know, it's, uh, but I, I, it's the whole, here's the, the thing too about, I don't think people who come here from different places, even some that, that are here as snowbirds and decide to stay, because I see a lot more of that here in, in where I live is snowbirds come every year and a lot of them stay now and have decided to move here almost full time. Yeah. They do not understand how hot it really is. There is an, really un- they, they underestimate what their body needs and how hot it is. Um, when we get into some of the excessive heat of the summer, yeah, it thins out the air. There's yes. less oxygen in the air. You talked about it yesterday when you were I, struggling. I, I, uh, it was 122 degrees one of those days, and I, I got into a low-lying area in uh, uh, here in Piesua Peak area where I used to live right, right around here, go, go hiking, and I found myself having trouble breathing suddenly, and I realized I was in a low-lying area, and the air had gotten so thin in this heat, it was I, like I had to climb up. It's the exact opposite to of when you're to get on air. Mount Everest. It's kind of crazy. Oh man, he is the one, the only <laughs> Bruce St. James. I am a Chad a Benson. It is to get us Chad. A lot of stuff still to come up next hour. Of course, we got our five o'clock news expansion. But then, ooh, AI. AI is uh, interesting, and uh, the father of AI has spoken, and he left Google so he could speak. We'll talk about that. A lot of other stuff. It is the Gatos and Chad Show. Yeah, yeah.